Hello everyone, my name is Andy Griffiths and you can follow me on Twitter at Gaming Goodness. That's at Gaming Goodness. Oh, well, well. Uh, say it again because you always go, ah, Gaming Goodness. Ah, <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Gaming Goodness on Twitter. That's G-A-M-I-N-G-G-O-O-D-N-E-S-S. And yeah, and we always put in the description for people like me that I I just realized I cannot if somebody gives me a word and I I don't know like like where to find or something and they try to spell it I go blank I'm like ah, I'm a visual guy even though I'm an audio guy I'm very bad at grammar anyways we are back I think this has to be the longest we've been out yeah, it's like three weeks isn't it something like that yeah I don't know if uh you probably were you've been out like a month or two sometimes but you know because you're a single dad sometimes and you had two kids and yep. you used to travel but i will always usually um you know get guests and stuff like that and something happened that has never happened before and that is that i cancel the podcast last sunday uh i don't want to say that it's always andy but it's always andy the one canceling uh because either he has uh as you guys know, somebody is either sick or he has things to do or as parents, something comes up. And for the first time in four years, last Sunday, uh, we were about to record after a, I don't want to say difficult, as after a very interesting week. I was ready to record and I said, hey, um, we're going to have to cancel because let's just say there's people here in the house still. Uh and Andy's like, yeah, don't worry about it. And they literally left like 15 minutes later. And I'm like, Andy, you want to record? And he was never to be found. Uh, but you know what's funny that um, I just want to say we're going to start a little bit different today. But I okay. want to talk about what happened uh, later on because it was a very interesting uh, week where I kind of I was technically a single parent for a whole week and usually this is like something that andy does uh that he's a single parent when when his lovely wife goes somewhere else so i was a single parent and let's just say that whole week involved a a call that kind of changed everything it also involved a trip to the er it also involved for my mother-in-law to be here on sunday uh which she is here today she just came by to say hi um, also involved a tree falling down and it also involved what else what else I mean trip trip to the ER interesting call uh, and uh, we got to talk about uh, somebody's special birthday that another interesting thing happened that it's just I had to call Andy I'm like all right I'm giving up let's do this so we're going to be talking about all that about the ER trip about an interesting call and much, much more. So stick around. But today, I want to start with something. Because it's been bugging me since last week. Uh, last week, 
uh, kind of everything came back to normal. And we were,、uh, what we do here at the house is that、um, I usually I have talked to about this before. We, I call my, my nephew and my niece, and we hop in and we play Mario Kart together, right? So, and then, so what has happened is that we just, you know, call each other, and my nephew, who is the、uh, gaming guru. In the house,、uh, he tells me what to do, and then we hop in, in in a room that he does, and then we start playing Mario Kart. So it's my nephew, my niece, their house, my son, and I here. And last week, we're doing our first run. And you know, when you finish a race, you go back to on top of the world, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then somebody shows up out of nowhere. And this somebody, we don't know who he is. It has one of those weird faces that you could create.、Uh, yeah. And I'm like, what is happening? And then my nephew either just didn't see it. And then we start playing. And then this character is playing there. And I'm on the phone always with them. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? And they're like, I don't, know who, I don't know who he is. And he's, of course, like super good, right? So I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. oh no, we got hacked. And then, and then, of course, he wins. Even he wins against my nephew. And my nephew's like, duh. And then my nephew's like, I don't know who he is. And I'm thinking, oh no, we got hacked. Probably somebody already has my social security. They're looking at me. <laughs>、uh, and good thing,、uh, I, at this time, I didn't choose my son's name. So it was Papa and little Papa. <laughs> and,、um, and then my nephew goes, like, oh, it's my friend. He's just uh, he's, uh, the number one Mario Kart person in my school. I guess they have that. So I'm like,、yeah. all right, whatever. That's cool. And then he's, and I'm like, hey, can you tell him not to be here? And then he's like, I don't have his number. So we tried to exit, we tried to come back, and he decided to add me as his friend. I blocked、yeah. him、uh, immediately. And then I decided to do a room and. He was still able to come in. And this is, I guess he's like one of those like super pro 13, 15 year olds that every time he came in, he came as, as a different character, different name. I don't know how、yeah. you could do that. So, my question to you, Mr. Andy. Yeah. Even though I just noticed we're matching shirts, we both are wearing orange. My、yeah. question to you is how can I take this little brat out of my, my, the La Roca room? Because according to my nephew, you cannot. So, loads of different games handle permissions for private games differently.、Um, I haven't played Mario Kart 8 or 7, whatever bloody. I think it's 8、uh, number on,、uh, on the Switch. But I know on the Wii U version, you could essentially create a room that was private and then invite people in. Because、um, you have like friends only permissions.、Uh, and, but he shouldn't be able to join that room. That's really bizarre.、Uh, so, the easiest way to do it is to basically, if you're owner of that room, you should be able to kick people.、Um, uh, but knowing Nintendo and the way that they handle online, <laughs>、um, online stuff and online infrastructure, they don't usually have advanced options like that. So, what I would say, my advice would be is the next time you set up a room for you guys to play, Is I would basically get everyone on that list to block that guy、uh, in, your, in your group.、Um, you might, you know, 
if he's a friend of his, he yeah. might not want to do that. Um, yeah, so you're kind of screwed then, Ready Man, I think, because <laughs> I think the only the only way that you can do it on on the Nintendo Switch, I believe, is that you do uh, public room or friends only room. Um, I don't think you can do by invite only. Usually, games allow you to do that, um, which means that you know it's not open to everyone. Because sometimes you can have a friends list that like. You know, my Xbox friend list is like 180 so people or something. So obviously, I don't want to have every single one of those guys get a notification saying, "Oh yeah," and to join a room in whatever. Um, my Switch list is a bit different, um, but yeah, uh, unless you block him, unless every single one of you blocks him, there's not much you can do. Yeah. Although, so, so that's why I saw. That. I think yeah. it happened two weeks ago, and then last week. Uh, we were like, all right, let's play, see if this creepy guy and my nephew was, uh, I think he was off or something. I forgot. And yeah. then um, uh, he came back. So I'm like, how does he know? <laughs> and then my nephew's like, yeah, it's my friend. And he tried to add me again. I blocked him again. And my my nephew, this is why my ne- you're correct. My nephew said there's nothing I could do because since he is his friend. Yeah. Uh, he cannot. Uh, he could join my my room because it comes through him. That's really dumb, though, because it that shouldn't that shouldn't be the case in terms of room logic. The way that it should work is that if was your nephew in the room at the time? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, basically, if your nephew's in there, I guess it's anyone within his friends list at the same time. Yeah, so my, my point was, silly. like, I was telling him, like, uh, and then I texted him yesterday. I was like, because uh, uh, my son got on online and he saw my nephew early, like 1030. I'm like, are you, why are you doing online? He's like, leave me alone. It's my weekend. And I'm like, <laughs> actually, he, he never said, he never actually, this is like my nephew. His name is uh, Andre. He's like the sweetest, tallest motherfucker ever. Uh, <laughs> and then, um. Uh, He's like, uh, yeah, I'm just playing. And then I'm like, did you tell your friend now that you went back to school and saw him and to like not, you know, fucking be in our, the La Roca room? And he's like, ah, no. And I cannot say whether he's going to be there again or not. So that motherfucker really ruined our, our room, special room. So as you could say, there's nothing we could do. So I don't think he ever listens to this. So fuck you, little man. <laughs> you need to find a new game, man. That's what that says to me. No, uh, because then if 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 anything, we he's his friend and he will see that notification, right? And blah blah. Oh, but you're saying because the 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 settings will be different. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, like on to be honest with you, on most games, it's like friends only, invite only, or open to the public. So that's how you get around it by having an invite only room. Because basically, you can go, hey, I just want these three people to join. And that's it. So imagine, uh, like, let's say, like, uh, you create a room and I join you and you don't like a friend of mine. Let's say his name is Will. And then, you know, he comes <laughs> in and starts playing with you and you hate that guy. You know, there's yeah. nothing you can do, right? That sucks. That's it's it's crazy. It's crazy. The thing is with Will is he's usually really good at games as well, especially strategy games. So I probably would kick him out of that room as soon as I could, really. But yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I'll kick him out anyways. Yeah, <laughs> bring his wife in. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah. get mad. We're gonna get an email. Hey, why are you guys doing this? I don't know if he sounds like that, but anyways. Uh, so you were going to say? 
Yeah, so the big thing that happened, and I wanted to talk about this last week um, uh, before we cancelled the podcast, um, or at least the recording, uh, but the massive, 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 massive news in the games industry was Activision Blizzard, so probably the third biggest Western games publisher in the world um, being acquired by by Microsoft um, for a staggering amount of money. $68.7 $68.7 billion um, was really odd the way that it was announced as well, is that it wasn't announced that it was done. It was announced in a blog post on Microsoft uh, on xbox.com, which was basically from the CEO of Xbox, uh, Phil Spencer, essentially saying, hey, we've put in this bid for Activision Blizzard. They have said yes, but it's going to take ages and ages and ages for us to get it done uh, over the next year. Um this is what's happening, uh, which is you unusual. Usually, the way these things work is that you don't announce your your uh, uh, you know when you've got two big companies going after each other, you have to due to uh, stockholders and things like that. But it was unusual the way this was done. It was done in a very transparent way, and it didn't leak at all to any media outlets, which is really really bizarre because you know when you've got two massive entities talking to each other about acquisitions, usually those things leak. Um, but yeah, essentially, Activision Blizzard, known for Call of Duty, known for World of Warcraft, known for Diablo, known for StarCraft, known for basically lots of different sorts of games, some of the biggest AAA games on the planet, especially Call of Duty, um, being gobbled up by Microsoft um, over the next year. Um, the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because not only is it a staggering amount of money, also included in that is... is is King. King are one of the most well-known uh, mobile phone publisher, uh, mobile phone uh, game phone publishers uh, in you know in 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 the Western market. They've got a staggering amount of monthly active users. I think it's two hundred forty-five million the last time they announced it. So this news really sent shockwaves around the industry. Everyone was picking apart, uh, trying to figure out what it meant. Um, Wait, repeat that again. King is is part of Activision? I'm sorry. Yes, so King are part of Activision Blizzard. So Microsoft would, in essence, own them as well as part of this acquisition. Um, And what is is King again? Sorry. So King essentially are publishers and developers of games for mobile phones. So cell phone games. Um, And they're they're one of the big players in the market. Uh, One of the biggest players in the market. Um, So it's a really interesting move for Microsoft because... You know, essentially, it opens up the mobile phone market to them in a way that wasn't previously. And obviously, they've had bad experiences in the mobile phone market in the past with them purchasing Nokia, basically driving it into the ground, trying to figure it out. Um, so, yeah. And to put that amount of money into context, so $68.7 billion, uh, I think Take Two bought Zynga a couple of months back. That was for $12.7 billion. Um, and previously, Microsoft bought Bethesda. Uh, for seven point five billion. Um, so yeah, so that was. Hang on, let me look at my notes again. So Zynga was acquired by Take Two for twelve point seven billion, and then Microsoft bought Bethesda last year for seven point five billion. So it's an order of magnitude more uh, this time around for Activision Blizzard, which is what you would expect. Um, there's loads of good write-ups on this um, and kind of picking all these aspects of these deal apart. Um, definitely would recommend anyone if you're interested in the games industry like just google jeff grubb microsoft acquisition um he's of games he's an amazing guy uh he's knows 
basically everything that's going on in the games industry and he's got some really good insights on this um but around about the same time as all this acquisition stuff was going on and it's actually happened last week microsoft announced that they've had lower than expected growth in their games pass uh subscription market as well um which put this news in a little slightly different context and at the same time even though their current console the xbox series x is um and series s are the most successful uh, xboxes that have ever been sold they're flying off the shelves the growth is still behind playstation still behind switch uh, for nintendo so i think it's really interesting that microsoft is making these moves is acquiring people left and right and it shows what a two you know two trillion dollar company can kind of do in purchasing you know essentially influence of the games industry they have a massive influence anyway but you know activision blizzard are, are a name and a lineage that goes back you know 40 years in gaming um so you know it's it's a sizable change uh them being owned by microsoft what's up guys jose de la roca here and i'm happy to announce that i have partnered up with live bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard feel and look this good so go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca to get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am. And they only have one mission for the beer men to look, feel, and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca to get 10% off your order. That is de la roca, D E L A R O C A. It's funny because I didn't think you were going to be talking about this and this is very interesting in a, in a way because uh, uh i am new and getting interesting in the gaming community right compared to you guys uh yeah. including my nephew right <laughs> he like he told me i'm playing this and i'm like i don't know uh and but i could talk about the the business sides because yeah. um i work for a company that i had to be listening to all this Uh, stock market news uh, I work I had to literally listen and not only uh, I have to but I like it so that's why I do uh, such a good job because not only I'm good at audio editing audio production but I actually like what I what I do so I'm always paying attention taking notes or just listening sometimes I just listen without getting paid like I'm not even working and I'm like listening and doing things uh, that's how much I like it Uh, so first question to you is you said, uh, um, uh, Activision was the number three publisher. Yeah. So who is the number It, one and two? So number one in the world, uh, is Tencent. Um, they no, are, but you, you said on the Western, right? Uh, yeah. So they're not on the Western side. They're on the Chinese side, but they, they have stakes in so many different games developers. So I would say that they're, they're pretty much the biggest at this point. And then after that. You've probably got um, Epic um, because they have Fortnite uh, and they're starting to make moves in, in essentially uh, not acquiring studios necessarily, but they are bankrolling a lot of games in, ex in the exclusive kind of market for the Epic Games so, uh, side. And then you've got PlayStation and then you've got Xbox and then uh, Nintendo are quite far down, actually, to be honest with you. Um, but that doesn't matter because they... Their first party stuff is incredible. So, um, but then after that, also you got EA, um, and then take two, it, 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 yeah, and take two, and then it kind of gets. The thing is, then you're getting into the really the lower echelons, like. 
But what I'm saying is like um you're saying that top two but top three. Yeah, kind of, kind of. So uh, so the now thing is so now let me put it this way. You know how you're saying you were saying that uh, um it will take years. And so what happens here, I don't know, and I could only speak on, on, on the United States, right? Because it's a United yeah. States transaction, even though it affects the world, because the gaming community is it's worldwide and such an amazing yeah. uh, community. Basically, they the government has to say, are you creating a monopoly? Yeah. And that's pretty much it. So that's why it's going to take forever. And uh, so I wake up, I forgot what day, Monday, Tuesday, and I wake up really early just to start recording and listening. And then I hear the news. And I think, uh, uh, of course, so whenever something like this happens, the bot E, the person who's getting bought, their stock skyrockets. And the person who's buying, their stock sinks. So, and the stock market has been going so bad. So Microsoft hit like $302. And I remember telling you or, or, people around me that I've been wanting to get a stock in the gaming community because I'm involved and I had my I had Sony and I sold it for a profit but now I'm thinking about the future especially because the market is crashing I don't care and at the moment um, and then I just told my 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 girl and I said I think this is our chance to get uh, my son and I some stock to the future in gaming and literally and you know the metaverse the the metaverse is the future and they always say that activision was really one of the pioneers in the metaverse and you could talk about this maybe a little bit but yep. when that happens i literally bought the, the stock bought a couple stocks for my son and i and uh i told andy i was like hey what do you think about this and then he's like yes it's great so i didn't hesitate and of course if i would have waited two more days i would have got it cheaper but I think uh, if anybody's looking for a good stock in the gaming community, go buy Microsoft. Still pretty cheap. Microsoft's still pretty cheap. They own a massive part of the industry now. Uh, they they always did. Uh, always did. They always, um, you know, like I used to work for a developer who who got a fair chunk of money um, from Microsoft for for publishing on Game Pass. So, you know, I think they're a solid bet. Um, yeah, the the thing with the anti the competition lobby stuff is that I don't think, and this is kind of echoed by a lot of people that have looked at this deal. I don't think the competition's lobby is going to want to get involved in this just because, even though Microsoft are a massive player, there's still Sony, there's still Nintendo, uh, and on the publishing side, you know, you've still got Epic Games, you've still got Valve, you've still got lots of. They're not really controlling the market in terms of marketplaces. Um, obviously, they have their own marketplace, which is Xbox. Um, so they, they do control that ecosystem. But obviously, if you don't like that ecosystem, there's lots of other ecosystems out there that you can buy into if you do want games. And the other side of it as well is that there's, you know, even though we've mentioned, what, eight, eight sizable publishers on this podcast, like the number of people that self-publish in gaming is getting bigger every, every, you know, every month. Uh, and, you know, you're talking like 500 games hit Steam every month. Most of those, the vast majority of those are self-published. So I don't think it's going to lead to you know, less products come into market, which is usually when the, the competition lobby gets involved or the monopoly lobby gets involved, is because they don't want people to essentially be, you know, the idea is that 
I owned three of the five biggest publishers in the world. So I go, you know what? Fuck it. Video games are going to be worth uh, $120 now or $180 or whatever. Um, if you can't afford it, too bad. We own the market. You can't do anything about it. Um, they won't be able to do anything like that. So I think what's really interesting to me is that like Microsoft are all in on this Games Pass model now. Like Acquisitions like this kind of prove that. Um, you know, you're going to see Call of Duty will still be on PlayStation, I'm sure. Um, because they are not going to want to, you know, cut off those. No, they already said that people. it will it will stay. Yeah, so. but they're going to want to do everything they can to go. Oh, hey, you know, if you come over to Xbox, maybe you'd get an exclusive skin, or maybe you get double XP weekends, or maybe, you know, they're going to try and tempt those people over as much as they can because that's what their business model is all about. They want people to pay this monthly fee for their games. Um, on the metaverse side and on Activision Blizzard and all that stuff. Um, so. MMOs have been around, uh, so I was an MMO journalist. Uh, I ran, you know, a free MMO magazine for like five years. So MMOs are massively multiplayer online games. Um, that basically means that rather than you playing on your own in your own little sandbox, you are connecting to a bigger sandbox online or a bigger server online, uh, catering to hundreds of people playing simultaneously. Um, so rather than you and you and your nephews playing Mario Kart together in like a single server it will be a single server but there will be a couple of hundred people on there all fucking about and doing loads of different things um so yeah uh which sounds like hell to some people but to other people it's amazing right um and activision blizzard had the world's well not the world's but the west's west's most popular mmorpg of recent memory which was world of warcraft still immensely popular um, still is one of the few MMOs out there that has a subscription model um, uh, that, that's working and is viable. Um, they still have a, there's a free-to-play component, but it's only up to level 20, and they still bring out yearly expansions. Um, that's kind of the idea behind the metaverse stuff, is that you are essentially acquiring things that show your commitment online, that you can show to other people. So RPGs are all about you, you know, designing your own character, taking it up through the levels, exploring the world, so role-playing games, basically. Um, so I think I think the metaverse is kind of something to get like shareholders excited because it's something future and something alien and something that sounds pretty advanced. But anyone that's been playing games for decades like I have, like, you know, I used to work with a guy who'd always tell the same story of him selling an in-game sword for like $1,000 or something in Ultimate Online when he was like a teenager. Um, those transactions have been happening for years and years and years and years. Um, the only difference is, is that they weren't legitimized by the publishers or developers behind them. Instead, they're on this weird little black market. Um, I think when companies are talking about metaverse, when companies are talking about NFTs or uh something fungible tokens i can't remember what it stands for but essentially they're talking about a way to monetize in-game items or items outside of a game or unique digital wares essentially that can be commodities that people can exchange uh, for real money or share between themselves or whatever um and the metaverse is kind of about that the only thing that's different because uh, obviously i watched Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook metaverse thing, uh, just because it was just one of the most cringeworthy things I've ever seen, but it was amazing. Um, is the idea of there being like a unified metaverse a la player, ready player one is like 
uh, is very unlikely, I think. Because uh, obviously all games are usually made on different engines, different tech, different production, different... Ev there's so many different methods. So to have this unified method um, would take something staggering, um, to be honest, in terms of workload. Uh, for one thing that you earn in Call of Duty to work in Battlefield or whatever, like even though they are extensively the same game, they're both shooters, you'd have two different corporate entities talking to each other and making sure it works. It's just, yeah, it's just not going to happen. But who the hell knows, right? Um, maybe it will in like 20 years' time. But um, So basically yeah. you're saying that all these transactions have been going on forever. So basically what we're talking about is that if me, Jose de la Roca, talks about it, it's a little too late. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, so because... You know, I listen to analysts and now I know how to uh, pick the right one and listen yep. and analyze things. So I knew Microsoft. So by the way, Microsoft has the most cash besides Google and Apple. So Apple and Google have the most cash. I think Google has the most cash in hand. Apple uh, has a lot of debt, but they have a lot of cash. Uh, and Microsoft is, I think, top two or top three company in the world i forgot um it's basically google uh, microsoft and apple are the top three companies in the world and then it's amazon and uh telsa so basically i'm listening to the, all this and i'm looking at the price of the stock and it's just incredible so if you're listening to this you're a dad and you game and you're thinking about your son's future, go get some Microsoft. And Sony's still good. The only thing about Sony is that it's one, it's not American. I'm not saying it's bad. It's actually a really good company. Uh, I have good friends in Sony and stuff like that, but they have a lot of debt. And um, so I didn't think twice. And I just said to my girl and I said, hey, this is happening. Uh, I always consult with her because it's it's the you know even though it's not my money it's his money and uh it's still a family decision and she just says you think if you think it's good then let's do it so we did and so him and i share a couple shares of microsoft and i'm looking at andy he should be doing the same thing um <laughs> but yeah i think it was an absolutely great opportunity i don't know because i'm not i only know about being a dad in stocks, but hopefully it passes. And once it passes, Microsoft, that's the that's the beauty about things like that. When the news comes out that Microsoft, Microsoft goes down. But when the news comes out that the deal is done, Microsoft shoots to the moon. So yeah. uh, the only thing about, um, you know, Activision, but it doesn't care. It was that their uh, CEO was in trouble for sexual misbehaviors and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I still think it's a great thing. And I'm glad you brought it up. I didn't even think you were going to talk about it until now. I, I, it's weird, right? I, it's something that I've been thinking about because uh, obviously I'm a single dad. Uh, not single dad. I'm a stay-at-home dad <laughs> at the moment. Um, my wife is working. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a lot of the parenting at home. But obviously, you're getting to the point now where my kids are starting to get a little bit older. I'm starting to think about, okay, I'm going to get back to work soon. Still occasionally do some work in the games industry, uh, you know, now and then, mostly marketing, mostly PR planning and stuff like that. And I had a friend over from America who, who was visiting, who's still very much part of that industry and still works as a developer. And we were talking about it, and I just thought that, you know, there's all these people at Activision Blizzard um, that essentially 
will no longer be needed on the marketing and publishing side because on Microsoft they have they're overburdened with those people and they're super super talented and they've got access to lots of crazy data so you know for me personally I, I thought the news it, news just boggled my mind but also I was a little bit sad because I was like well that's less less jobs out there um, which who knows it might not be they Microsoft might absorb all these people and they might do whatever but usually when you get this sort of consolidation the easiest way to save money is to start getting rid of people so yeah uh i think it's going to be quite interesting um i think on the activision side so flipping it a little bit and looking at it from activision's perspective what do they get uh obviously activision blizzard have kind of been in the throes of the uh um systemic alleged sexual harassment uh and uh, uh stuff that's going on there um you know there's lots written about that online uh that that's absolutely horrible practices that are described there um and i think you know activision aside from that stuff which is definitely worth mentioning and definitely worth considering um activision blizzard have been chucking all their collective weight behind uh call of duty um they haven't been diversifying their product lineup especially on the activision side um Instead, they've just been going, right, okay, let's just donate more and more studio time to Call of Duty. Let's let interesting products, like, you know, they, they put out Tony Hawk last year, a remaster of that. But other than that, it was mostly just Call of Duty. Um, and if you look at it on the flip side of Activision Blizzard's kind of nearest rivals in terms of size and scope was, was EA. EA and Electronic Arts have been diversifying. They've been trying to basically bring out more games because they understand that they diversify their gaming portfolio bring out more different products of different types um, they're more likely to come across a hit whereas ultimately call of duty you could argue is as big as it's ever going to get it's only going to go downhill um so if you're betting your entire company on it you know it's never going to stay relevant forever games don't people move on to the next big thing um so yeah i think activision blizzard were, were, were kind of in trouble anyway um so microsoft picking them up as almost like a white knight <laughs> um with a you know with a with a lot of money um kind of works for them um and, and yeah and i think on on the microsoft side uh speaking about their employment practices and, and how they deal with their employees they are very switched on they're very um forward thinking they're very progressive so the hope is that they will clean up the practices at activision um let's hope that they do it and uh yeah uh, I think is good for everyone, really. And did you know how much is the CEO was in trouble in Activision's going to get for this deal? Three, I think there was... Is it, you say, $300 million? Three, something like yeah, that? Yeah, $380. Yeah, Jesus. And if you guys want to <laughs> donate five bucks to us, hello, adamoselroca.com. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so, uh, again, it's Microsoft. Uh, I'm, I'm, I am an Apple guy. I don't like Windows. Uh, uh, PCs, I don't like. I have always... My first computer was a MacBook. Um, if I turn my camera around, you'll see I have an iPhone, iPad, MacBook Pro, iPod. So this is Apple. But I wanted to get into the gaming industry. And everybody else in the world uses Microsoft. And I always liked Xbox. I like PlayStation a little bit more now. Uh, and that's what we have. And uh, yeah. And before we finish this, I was my last question to the game master. So what's the difference? Because 
you always talk about uh, uh, Xbox Pass, I think, right? Is that what Game it's called? Pass. Game yeah. Pass, all right. So I was wondering if PlayStation had one, and I just I was just looking for a couple games that supposedly they were on sale, and I was texting Andy and showing him a couple games that I missed. Um, and I just realized PlayStation also has kind of like that, right? And what's the difference, and why do you choose Game Pass more than the so, other? So there's 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 a few things to talk about. So uh, on the Xbox side, they've got Xbox Gold. Um, uh, I don't think they call it that anymore, but essentially it's an Xbox Live subscription, essentially, and you get free games every month to keep forever. Um, you need that in order to play certain games online. That's a cost of around about, I don't know, 30, 30 quid a year, $50 a year. Um, on the Sony side, the nearest equivalent to that is PlayStation Plus. You get two free games a month or four free games depending on how many platforms you've got um so you get a ps4 game a free ps5 game and obviously it's not free you're paying a monthly thing for it um and a psvr game um and essentially that's just one game you get a month and that's again around about 60 dollars. so those are quite equivalent they're quite the same what you also have offered to you on the xbox side is something called xbox game pass now xbox game pass is essentially a curated 100 plus service uh 100 plus access to games uh, access to 100 plus games every month and games churn in and churn out of it um that is around about 14 pounds 99 uh or let's say 18 dollars a month something like that um the thing with that is that you get all of the first-party exclusives included in that for Microsoft. So that's Forza Horizons, Halo Infinite. You also get Bethesda's entire back, uh, uh, back catalog in that. So Wolfenstein 2. Uh, other Bethesda games, can't remember off the top of my head. Um, so it's a pretty good deal. Uh, you also get a bunch of indie stuff that tends to release day and date. Um on xbox uh which means that it comes out exactly the same time that it hits other platforms for a cost um so it's a very good deal uh it's you know a hundred games access is is nuts um uh for the cost um and then you do have playstation now available on sony and that's like a essentially it's almost a back catalog kind of thing for for a similar cost i think that's like 4.99 a month or something i think it's a lot cheaper but most of that is like really really old games that kind of aren't relevant bunch of ps3 games that you play on the cloud um some ps4 games some first party games so uh yeah but my sony are planning to merge those two costs so there will be an announcement at some point uh, there's rumors about it online not breaking anything here but there's rumors about essentially sony combining playstation now and uh, playstation plus at some point um into a one monthly fee um so we'll see if they do that but xbox game pass is the reason why it's so important is that there's a massive breadth of different genres different games different game budgets different game types uh, from different games developers available uh to play like any given month um so it's an amazingly good deal um i think the 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 flip side argument against it is that you know it's such a good deal that realistically if you're buying a game and you own an xbox rather than just getting xbox game pass and waiting for that game to appear there you might be screwing up a little bit maybe they they're so good at getting products coming in um 
you know that they at the moment they've got marvel avengers in there uh that was just added they've got a bunch of other stuff that's really really good lots of surprising stuff like you're always going to be entertained if you don't care about playing the next big releases so much and instead you just want to be entertained and just have want to have new things appearing on your plate all the time xbox game pass is a great thing to have um but yeah, it does have a knock-on effect for the industry because obviously it creates this illusion of if I'm an Xbox consumer, and, and I can tell you I am an Xbox consumer, like I am buying less games for Xbox now because I have an Xbox Game Pass subscription. There's enough games on there. I'm a dad or a parent. I don't have a lot of free time. I won't buy games brand new on Xbox anymore. I will just subscribe to Game Pass and either wait for it to come there or play an equivalent. Um, so yeah, it's it's changed things for sure. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, and for what I see, Xbox will be the closest or the first to be next to PC people, right? Meaning, yeah. I believe, I don't know if they're already doing it, but I believe if you're an Xbox person, you are, will be the first one to be able to play with my PC friends, right? Yeah, so they, the Xbox Game Pass includes PC titles as well. So if you have a Game Pass subscription, you will get basic access to to games for PC as well. Um, can, and you can do I play have cross-platform a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cross-platform is available a lot of the time. Not all the time, not for every title, but most titles that are, have worked closely with Microsoft and their, their, their teams or that are owned by Microsoft are, offer cross-play. To be fair, cross-play has become much more common... Um, in other uh, in other games as well over the past year so yeah um it is it's definitely interesting uh but that that's becoming a bit more common now which is good nice and to finish it all what are you playing oh god what am i playing uh, i'm playing ratchet and clank um rift, rift between worlds on ps5 at the moment <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm playing it with Toby. He's absolutely loving it. It looks absolutely gorgeous on my 4K TV. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. So I'm, good. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Uh, can you finally play two players? You can't. You can't. But I I mean, my, my son's just turned four. I wouldn't want to play anything two player with him anyway. Um, I he So he kind of tells me where to go. And I do that. I, it's not quite an open world game. It's still very linear. But there's enough like uh, enough veering or veering off the path, I should say, that you can kind of tell me what to do, which is really really cool. I think I already said it. Like literally, that game, it's the only reason I still stay with uh, PlayStation Five until some. I was even thinking if I had like extra three hundred dollars, I would buy a little tower, put it right here in my studio, so I could play here. But I really nah. I. I, this this yesterday I encountered a storage problem here at my home studio, which realized that I'm gonna have to get a a new storage place. It's gonna cost me like three hundred dollars. So if anybody wants to contribute to a podcast, hello at josedarroca.com. <laughs> and we were going to be talking about so many other things, like why. Did somebody here went to the ER? Why was I single parent? Why, you know, trees were falling down and so many, many other things. But you're going to have to stick around until next pox. I hope you guys. You're going to have to stick around until next podcast, especially because I cannot speak after talking about video games. My name is Jose de la Roca, and you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Jose de la Roca. 
Where could people find um, you? You can follow me at Twitter uh, on uh, Gaming Goodness uh, via at Gaming Goodness. <laughs> it's funny when, when we don't plan things, we get tongue twisted. Me, because I have an accent. Andy, because he was literally eating. <laughs> what were you eating right now? He's That's still a delicious uh, Miller Corner yogurt. It was amazing. And you bet- called quite late, so I need like a sugar thing. And you gotta, uh, you gotta listen to the next episode because there's so many things I need to tell you, especially because they're personal. And we also gotta talk about somebody's birthday because something really interesting happened. Until next time, my name is Jose Jose La Roca, and you have been listening to Dad without a Dad. <laughs>